sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. It's hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel sitting in on this Friday morning, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time as we check out the world of sports with the boys in Vegas and FanDuel and everywhere else. As uh, we get you set for a big weekend, we got the NBA All-Star Game coming up, and we got some uh, golf, we got some hockey this weekend. Uh, NBA is down, but all the other sports are around. We got some NFL news to get to. We got college basketball as we wind down as we got some of these conference tournaments getting underway. I did check out the bubble situation in college basketball, and it is amazing how things really could work out to pretty much perfection, at least according to me, uh, if we don't get any upsets. So we'll get to all that stuff. Can uh, is battling back last night. Oklahoma State in a little bit of trouble. We'll get to that. Firing in the NHL already. And uh, someone paid over a million dollars for basically a piece of paper. Wow, we'll get to all that stuff and then some news on uh, Tiger Woods. So 844-843-6879. We got our opposite picks as well. We had the last chance to chime in if you want to take a couple of phone calls. Uh, we'll start in the NBA as we generally do. Uh, you know what? Actually, uh, let me give you some hockey scores because we continue to put more emphasis on uh, exhibition baseball uh, with Tampa Bay. I, I hate to break it to people, but no one cares about Tampa Bay in the regular season, let alone the preseason. But it is what it is. So it maybe let off with San Diego Padres. I'd get it. Carolina beat the Red Wings last night 5-2. to two. Flyers beat the Pens 4-3. They blew a 3-0 lead, Penguins. They scored three goals literally in the first five minutes of the game. I mean, this thing looked like it was going to be a 7-0 affair. Our boy Rust had a shot on goal first minute. I mean, we were just cruising. And then if you're a Penguins fan, i.e. Scotty, uh, things just fell apart. They gave up one goal to make it a 3-1 game after one. They gave up another goal to make it a 3-2 game after two. Uh, they were clinging to a lead with about eight minutes or so left. They gave up the tying goal. And then a couple of minutes later, they gave up the go-ahead goal. And all of a sudden, a 3-0 lead, like five minutes in, literally turned into a 4-3 loss. Didn't even get a point out of it. That's tough. Uh, Jets beat the Canadians uh, 4-3. Uh, Rangers uh, 6-1 over the Devils, who have now lost, by the way, eight straight home games. They've lost seven of eight overall. Now, listen, they weren't expected to be any good this year, but uh, the corona situation where they had to sit for basically two and a half, three weeks, uh, they have not been able to break out of that funk. So Rangers win 6-1 as they score four in the third. If you're sitting on the under uh, you know, six in that game, 2-1 game heading into the third, and you lose. That's a tough loss. Four goals in the third period for the Rangers as they win it going away. Islanders uh, stopped the Sabres 5-2. to two. That game goes over as well. But those two teams have played about a zillion times. I mean, I, I don't know how many it is. Well, you know what? I'll double check. It just seems like every single game the Islanders play is against Buffalo. Maybe it's just my imagination. I know they're only playing the one division, so I don't, don't worry. I know that. Uh, they had two games postponed. So maybe that's why. One, two, three, four. That's only four, but they got two more coming up. So it just seems like it's because they had a couple of games that were postponed that should have been played. So, But Islanders win. That's the main thing. Five to two last night. Uh, good job of the Islanders. Tell you, you want value on a team. That's the team. 
I've, I've said this before, and we had them in our preseason grab the Islanders. I think they were 40 to one to win it all. It's a gutsy little team, got some character. They, you know, they play good defense. They got some guys that score in a clutch. They don't have super superstars. They got a good head coach. That's a dangerous team. It'd be the worst thing in the world to have a 40 to one ticket on the New York Islanders. Uh, Tampa Bay rallied from 2 0 down in the third, beat the uh, Blackhawks 3 2 in overtime, but Chicago at least gets a point out of the mix. Uh, Nashville continues to just squander away their season. Uh, Florida 5 4 over uh, the Preds. Columbus beat Dallas 3 2. It was uh, Vancouver 3 1 over Toronto, and Calgary beat Ottawa 7 3. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time as we welcome in our full audience here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. I emphasize that because despite the win, Calgary fired his head coach last night. How does, how does that suck? I mean, holy crow. This poor guy is coming off maybe their best win of the season, right? I mean, in that it's just a nice, easy 7-3 win. And he goes to the podium last night. He's talking to the media. Oh, everything is great. This, that, what have you. And been a little bit of a struggle, but, you know, we're turning things around. Big win here, blah, 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 blah. I'm assuming he gets called into the office after that, and they say, uh, oh, by the way, yeah, uh, you're gone. Well, what, do you, what do you mean I'm gone? Uh, we're firing you. What, what, what do we, I, I just won the game. Did I not win here? 7-3? We turned the season around? What? They fired Jeff Ward. Yeah. Replaced him. You talk about the old boys network. Uh, replaced him with Daryl Sutter, who used to coach Calgary. He used to coach the Blackhawks, the Sharks, the Kings, the Flames. So they're bringing him back. Ward was just hired this offseason. He was the interim head coach last year. Did well. So they said, all right, we'll give you a crack at this thing. So he hasn't even had one full season. They're 11 and 13. You know, not great, obviously, not horrible. They're battling for a playoff spot, as Montreal was uh, when they got rid of uh, Boudreaux. I mean, that that's the NHL. It's amazing. So they bring back a guy who's been head coach for 18 years. He's had a lot of success. No knock against him, but it's just weird. Boy, you don't even give a guy a half a season, and you fire him after a win. <laughs> after a win. This poor guy, you know, he's thinking he's on the top of the world. Things are getting turned around. Gets called into the office. Maybe he thinks he's going to get a pat in the back. Hey, good job tonight. Instead, he's told to grab your papers. You're out. Fired. Been there, done that, brother. Been there, done that for sure. All right, opposite picks, hour number two, just getting underway. Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I was just trying to get wins, pretty much. Um, you know, get some continuity, some uh, some chemistry. Uh, you know, just execution trying to get these wins and so we got some carryover uh, into the playoffs um you know that's what i want to see most all right that's uh Kawhi leonard <clears throat> As uh, the Clips lose to the Washington Wizards last night, 
I'm telling you that 16 to 1 ticket uh, looking better and better with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, people are going to rule the day. And let me check FanDuel right now here and see. But I, I will tell you as we do that, the uh, Suns now have a two game lead in the loss column over the Lakers, three over the Clippers. That was a, I must say, out of all the advice we've given you, and I'm still holding on to that 65-1 to ticket. I'm not giving up complete hope on uh, Donovan Mitchell winning that thing. But when we suggested grabbing the Suns at 16-1, to and it did drop to 12-1, to but we said grab them anyway uh, because that's, uh, you know, not a bad play. Lo and behold, he's looking pretty good right now. Right now, the Suns are plus 390. Wow. They went from, what, a week ago, basically week, week and a half ago, at 16 to 1, down to less than 4 to 1. A couple of games later. Nothing crazy has happened. And we told you, you know, a week and a half ago, they're only a game out. I think they may have been tied in the loss column, as a matter of fact. And the reasoning is, is still there, and it's there even more so now. You know, Lakers don't give a rat's behind. Clippers don't give a rat's behind about the regular season. If they did, they would have played Paul George last night. If the Lakers did, they would have played LeBron the other night against Sacramento. Neither team does. Both teams lost in those situations. And you're going to get that more and more and more and more. And you're going to get just the opposite with the Phoenix Suns, whose championship this year is not the ultimate championship. Their realistic championship this year uh, is winning that division. You know, maybe getting the number one or number two, number three seed in the Western Conference ahead of the Clippers and the Lakers. That That's a big thing for them. Now, they got Chris Paul, you know, and, and he doesn't have that many more years left. So no doubt he actually wants to win, win. But they're not going to be tanking things at the end of the season. I don't think so. They know the chance of them beating the Clippers and Lakers in a best of seven, not good. They need every break possible, and getting home court advantage against these teams would be, you know, a little, uh, you know, feather in a cap, if you will. So that's 16 to one. Hopefully you hopped on board. I wouldn't grab it now at plus 390, if that's what you're asking. I mean, I still like them, but. I like to hold it on to that 16 double digit 10 to 1, 11 to 1, 12 to 1 ticket. Now at uh, plus 390, I just as soon grab the Warriors, who we told you at the time also, which was 240 to 1. Uh, Golden State is 190 to 1 right now. Now they're seven back now. They were four. It's funny. They were four back. I remember talking about this. They were four back and they were 240 to 1 to win the division. The division, not the conference, not the NBA championship. They were 240 to one to win their division, and they were only four back. Now they're seven back in the loss column. And now, yet somehow or another, they're less. They're only a buck 90, 190 to one. Um, still not the craziest thing in the world, I'll tell you that. But I, I you know, I don't think they're going to overtake three teams in a seven game, uh, in seven games in a deficit. Probably not. But, um, you never know. At, at 190 to one, even if you put 10 bucks on it, it's worth ten dollars. That's for sure. But oh yeah, the Phoenix Suns got to like that ticket. Absolutely. Uh, other scores from last night, real quickly in the NBA. 
Uh, Celtics beat the Raptors, 132-125. No big deal. They win, but they do not cover. Wizards surprised the Clips, 119-117. Russell with 27. Kawhi had just 22. No Paul George. Knicks uh, beat the Pistons, 114-104. They finished the first half of the season, one game over 500. Randall with 29. Uh, Nuggets over the Pacers, 113-103. Bucks uh, and the uh, Grizz, 112-111. to Greek Freak had 26. Morant had 35 in the losing cause. Bucks win, but don't cover. A lot of winners last night. Favorites winning, but not covering. I'll go over the overall numbers here in a sec. Uh, Miami beat the Pelicans by 10, 103-93. Game goes way under. No Zion Williamson. Jimmy Butler returned for the Heat. He had 29. Thunder, nice road win at, OK, at, uh, at San Antonio, 107-102. Strange team. Strange team. One game under 500 on the road, Oklahoma City, 9 and 10. And meanwhile, they're uh, what, f- five games under 500 at home. Go figure. Why would they have that much more success on the road? Doesn't make any sense, but they do. That's why you keep playing them on the road as we did last night. Uh, Portland edged the Kings, 123 119, failing to cover the four and a half point spread. Lillard with 44. Uh, including some big threes down the stretch. And then the Suns blew out the Warriors. No Steph Curry, no Draymond Green. Rest uh, as uh, they cover the monster 11.5 point spread. Boy, they were begging to take Golden State last night uh, as the Phoenix wins at 120 to 98. So when we go to our ticker here, we find out how the favorites did and everything else. We have, let's see, overall. Favorites, seven and two last night straight up, but only four and five against the spread. This is the first time in literally three weeks we've had more than one favorite win but not cover in one day. First time in three weeks. In fact, two weeks ago, we only had one favorite all week win and not cover. Last week, we had three favorites win but not cover. So we've had as many favorites win and not cover last night as we had all of last week. So, you know, those things tend to even out, and it's definitely evened out this uh, this week. Uh, favorites this week, 19 and 13 straight up, but only 12 and 20 against the spread. This would have been a good week to figure that things, you know, the old bounce back, that that wasn't going to continue. Generally, it's about 20%. That, that 15, 20% of the time, a favorite will win but not cover. So it was long overdue for some of these underdogs to come through. Uh, and they have 20 and 12 so far uh, this uh, week. Over under last night, three overs, six unders, bringing the weekly total to still 19 overs. 12 unders with a, a one push. Our trend plays yesterday from the NBA. Uh, we went four and three. Not bad. Bringing our overall record to 15 and 11. Winning with Phoenix over Sacramento, OKC, and the Knicks first half, which uh, chicked, uh, uh, clicked in again. Uh, they were leading by double digits, laying three and a half. Uh, under Knicks, over Denver, and over Miami were our losers with our trend plays. Our plays tonight, there aren't any, unfortunately. All-star break. Prop plays, I'll spare you the overall details, but uh, it was 9 and 11. Nine guys went over their props last night, 11 went under, so we finished out the week with 33 overs, 41 unders. Not a good luck. Uh, NHL, overall, trends last night, 3 and 5. Lost with under 6 Carolina, lost with under 5 Buffalo, lost with Chicago, which blew a 2-0 lead. Uh, lost uh, under Ottawa, lost with Toronto laying a buck 35 in Vancouver. 
Canucks rare win. We did win with over Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. One with the under Blackhawks, Tampa Bay. And uh, we won with Columbus, plus 135 against Dallas. I don't know why Dallas was a mu- minus 155 favorite. They're playing awful hockey. So 3-5, and five, minus 285 for the night. Bringing our weekly total to nine and seven trend wise for plus ninety five. If you base everything and we base everything on a hundred dollar play, so not too bad. We got three in, in, in action tonight. Right back on the Blackhawks plus two to one versus Tampa Bay. Still nine and three their last twelve. Uh, under five and a half once again. Chicago Tampa Bay Hawks had a nice eleven and five under run, and uh, we're gonna go under five and a half. Anaheim and Colorado as the Ducks are uh, 13 and 7 under their last uh, 20 games. So those are the only three trends that are in action later on tonight. I got a couple of football things and how about uh, someone spending over a million bucks for something you can buy for basically a dollar. That's next. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio Sirius XM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's an opposite picks Friday. Last chance to chime in before we are through for the, although actually we're not really through for the weekend as uh, one, I'm back in game live later on tonight. Uh, me and Dave Martinez uh, from nine to 12 Eastern time, checking out the, uh, not much going on tonight. Uh, no NBA stuff. So uh, we'll be doing some uh, preview for the second half of the season. No doubt. And then we got our normal Sunday morning show from, uh, uh, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. So, But uh, last chance to chime in for the next uh, day or so anyway. A couple things we do want to get to before we're through. Obviously, opposite picks coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, a couple of college basketball notes. I'm going to run down the teams that I think are going to, at least the, the conference bids. It's funny how it all kind of worked out. And then uh, one last thing on LeBron James. I, I must say, with, with the draft last night, <clears throat> You know, they, uh, Durant uh, and LeBron um, ended up drafting as they, they've done down for the last couple of years, which I actually like. I think it's a pretty funny thing, and they, they carry it off well. No one takes it too, too seriously. But uh, we talked first hour about how they left Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, the last two guys taken. So if you're a Utah Jazz fan, you want to feel slighted, you have full reason. And a dopey LeBron reasoning that uh, growing up, he never liked Utah to begin with. He would never play with those guys when they were playing Xbox or whatever. So because of something uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, that's going to carry over to 2021. Well, what a mope. And then, you know, the other thing about LeBron being a Frodo, by the way, they should have actually fanned all. I, I don't know. Maybe they did. I didn't see it, but I, I could have missed it. They should have had when these guys were going to be drafted. That would have been a pretty good bet. You know, like an over-under, Kawhi Leonard, two and a half rounds, or, uh, you know, pick a guy, Harden or Ben Simmons or whoever. And, and, you know, just like they basically do with the NFL draft and the NBA draft, they should have had an all-star draft. That would have been interesting. Uh, you got to find different ways to to, to make your uh, plays, and that, that would have been a lot of fun, actually. So what's one of the things LeBron has been chiming in about? You know, he's, he chimes in about everything, right? So when Devin Booker was originally left off the all-star roster, where was LeBron? 
There was LeBron front and center. Oh, Devin Booker is great. He's the most underappreciated player in the NBA. It's a farce. He's not on the team, right? Sending out that little tweet. All right, so now he's got a chance last night to show his real love for Devin Booker. You know whose team Devin Booker is on? Team Durant. You know when Devin Booker was taken? Seventh round. You're going to take him over the Greek freak who's really not Greek? Probably not. You got to take him over Luca? Probably not. But it stops there. Uh, you could have taken him over Steph Curry. You could have. You could have taken him over the Joker. You could have. You could have taken him over Lillard. Could have taken him over Ben Simmons. He was there for the picking, and he ignored him. So all this crap from LeBron about, oh, you know, the NBA's not fair. It's not right. We don't, you know, no one likes this guy. He's this. He's great. You know, he had six rounds, maybe seven. I'm not sure who chose first in the seventh round. But he had at least six choices that he could have taken Devin Booker and he didn't. Well, LeBron's such a fraud. He, he is such a fraud. It's, it's, it's so easy. It's like taking candy from a baby, as the saying goes. You know, it is so easy to poke holes into his little discussions and arguments and, gosh, unbelievable. Um, no slander to the Utah Jazz, but you guys got to understand, it's just like in video games growing up, you never played with Utah. What a – okay. Uh, college basketball last night. <clears throat> Oklahoma State, we talked about loses Baylor. Kate Cunningham leaves the game with a twisted ankle. I think he'll be fine, but – Still, uh, they lost last night. Michigan beat up uh, Michigan State 69-50. State 14-11. They got to play Michigan one more time this weekend. I don't know. I I'm going to keep on saying they're going to get in them and Duke, but uh, the selection committee, they're going to have a whole lot of splaining to do if, in fact, those teams get in. Kansas rallies from 15 down at home to beat mediocre UTEP by minors with almost a major upset. And uh, Texas with a nice win late last night over Oklahoma, 69-65. Sooners have now lost four straight for a team that people had, you know, maybe being a uh, uh, a number one or a number two at worst seed, you know, is lucky to get a number three or a number four seed. 37 at-large bids this year. You got one extra because the Ivy League is not uh, playing basketball. So they, they moved that from an at-large or, the, you know, from an automatic to an at-large. So you got 37 this year if you're wondering why there's, there's one more. I went down every conference, and I won't list all the teams, but I, you know, I, I did worst case kind of borderline scenario on how these conferences would play out, and it's funny how it ended up finishing. AAC, I said they're going to get three at large bids, so you're going to get your your champ, and then you're going to get three more. So in essence, it's four from that conference. All right, so let's keep a running tally, and we'll see how much uh, we, we come up with. So the AAC, which uh, that's the conference which has uh, Wichita State, Houston, Memphis, SMU. I'm guessing all four of those will get in. It's got to be interesting. SMU's played 15 games. Uh, you know, Memphis has played 21. That's not too, too bad. But when you talk about, like, what's the selection committee going to do with teams that have only played a certain amount of games versus other clubs that have played literally six, seven, eight, nine, ten more SMU is like right there. That that's what you're talking about. A club that's eleven and four, pretty good. Seven and four in conference play, but fifteen games. You know, throw a couple in in the postseason tournament. It's not a lot. It isn't. But I got that conference with three at large bids. A ten. I only have one. 
Uh, I got St. Bonaventure or VCU uh, winning the conference and then getting in. There will be no more at-large bids, no St. Louis, no Davidson, uh, nobody else. They don't respect that conference. Never have, never will. ACC, because I'm putting the Dookie Pukies in, I'm giving them eight. So they're going to get nine teams. They're going to get Florida State. We'll say that wins it. You're going to get Virginia, Virginia Tech. You're going to get Louisville. You're going to get, I think, Georgia Tech. You're going to get North Carolina. You're going to get Clemson at 15 and 6. You're going to get Syracuse at 15 and 8. And I think they'll put the Dookie Pukies in at 11 and 10. I do. So there's eight teams, nine overall. Big 12, you're going to get six. The obvious ones. Big East is only going to get three. Big East is top heavy. You know, they, they garner the respect. Thank you very much, Villanova, that's brought to, to that conference. But otherwise, it's been a disappointment over the years. But Villanova will get in. Creighton will get in. I think UConn will get in. And then I think one more out of Seton Hall, which I don't think it'll be Seton Hall, Xavier or St. John's. I think it'll be St. John's. I think they'll, they'll want to – they're going to give the Red Storm that New York – let's bring New York City into this if we can. Yeah, let's do it. But one of those two, Xavier or St. John's, will be that extra team. So I got them uh, getting three at-large bids. Big Ten, I'm getting five. Missouri Valley, I'm getting one. It's either going to be Drake or Loyola of Chicago. I think both will end up getting in. Mountain West, I'm only going to give two. Uh, you know, The Boise State back-to-back loss they suffered this past weekend – to San Diego State. They had a chance to kind of put themselves on the map, and they did it. So San Diego State's going to get in. Colorado State at 17 and 4 is going to get in. And then I'm going to give Utah State one bid. So I'll give them two. Uh, Pac 12 is going to get three at large bids. SEC is going to get four. And I'm going to give the, uh, the West Coast Conference BYU is going to get one with Zaga getting the automatic bid. So, and I only have two conferences that could throw a wrinkle into this. In that if their regular season champ doesn't win the postseason tournament, they probably would get an at-large bid. Winthrop out of the Big South, I know you're laughing, but you know what? That team's 22-1. and one. Um, if, if they don't win for some reason, I would think at 22-2 and two or 23-24-2, whatever the record would be, well, I tell you what, if they didn't get an at-large bid this year, that would be pretty weak. And uh, Belmont in the Ohio Valley at 25-3, and three, same thing. If, if somehow or another they were to stumble, I would think they would get uh, – they got a couple of decent wins on their schedule. I, I would think they would get an at-large bid. Other than that, all those other conferences, you have to win your postseason tournament, otherwise you're not getting in. So how many did we end up with? Well, three, ACC, one, eight, ten, that's four. ACC, eight, that's uh, – uh, 12, uh, Big 12 is 6, Big East 3, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 1. Add it all up, 37 exactly. 37. So, and I thought I was being pretty fair. Not really, and that's including Michigan State and the Dookie Pukies, who a lot of people won't have in. So, I got 37 there. If you don't get in this year, yeah, you know, especially knowing that you only have two other teams. Let's just say, to be fair, one of the two, Winthrop or Belmont, lose. All right, so you grab one of those bids. Yeah, you, know, you know, maybe to grab one less, uh, you know, Big Ten team. No, no, they would probably get it. What, but maybe one less ACC team, one less AAC. That would probably be it. Um, maybe they would put BYU in there, but probably from the AAC, one of those SMU type of clubs uh, wouldn't get in. So you don't get in this year. 
Really, I don't. I don't see any real reason to gripe. I, it's been a long time since the team has really, really gotten screwed. So all this, you know, bubble first four in, first four out, mumbo jumbo. Listen, it sells. People like to read that stuff and talk about that stuff. I get it, but ultimately, I guarantee you, I'll be a hundred percent right, or maybe maybe I'll get one or two wrong. Maybe, but when I when I give the final thirty seven, it's not that difficult, folks. It, it really is. All you do is just go by the RPI. For the most part, that's it. Strength of schedule, RPI. They got the computer now. They give points for how many victories you get against top ten and top twenty teams on at home on the right. road. It, it's really there's very little debate. You, you just go by who's got the best resume, and it's a lot easier. They've done a pretty good job of kind of figuring this thing out. So. Um, I, I think those are the clubs they're going to get in. And like I said, I got 37 on the button. On the button, believe it or not. Nice and easy. So I think when everything's said and done, that's what it'll end up being. How about a Tom Brady? Real quickly. Tom Brady rookie card sold for $1.32 million yesterday. An autographed, no less, rookie card from 2000. Playoff Contenders Championship. $1.32 And it was only graded an 8 out of a 10 believe it or not. Over a million bucks. Wow. Opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable 10 minutes in radio, Opposite Picks. What are Opposite Picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you six, seven games a night. We give you six, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. And we've proven again all week, all season long. 18 games over 500, 119 up, 101 down with one push. So here we go. We got a six-pack for you tonight. Uh, all college basketball, since the NBA's in the All-Star break. Pick number one. Uh, Central Michigan lane five and a half versus Northern Illinois. Last call for alcohol as the bartender screams out. Uh, your local Louis the Lip is saying the same thing about NIU. Last game of the season for the Huskies, barring a miracle, and a miracle meaning that they'd actually win the basketball game, something they've only done twice all season. Yet yeah, Northern Illinois, two and sixteen overall, one and twelve in conference play. And now all I have to do is lay five and a half. Oh, this is too easy. NIU also a putrid money burning. Your bookie will call you 314-1 against the spread. So they're getting crushed on the court and with the boys in Vegas. Love Central Michigan laying only five and a half. Give me Northern Illinois plus the five and a half. Pick number two, Miami of Ohio plus five and a half versus Akron. I understand why Akron is the favorite here, considering it finished 12 and 6 in conference play. Miami O only 9 and 8, but these two teams are going in the opposite direction. Pardon the pun, opposite. Uh, Akron enters the MAC conference tourney on a season worst three game losing streak, while Miami O has won four of five. They're playing their best ball of the season and could very, very, very easily win this game outright. Getting five and a half points is a bonus. Love Miami O tonight. 
Give me Akron minus the five and a half. Pick number three, Georgia Tech laying nine and a half at Wake Forest. Only concern here is will there be a letdown for Georgia Tech, which is coming off its monster overtime win over the Dookie Pukies earlier this week. They're playing by far their best ball of the season. They've won five in a row, and that includes wins over Duke, Virginia Tech, which is nationally ranked Syracuse. I mean, they're playing some good ball. They are. They cannot let up against a Wake Forest team that they crushed by 16 earlier this year. This Wake team blows 3-14 and 14 in their last 17 games. Where's Tim Duncan when you need him? Losing their last five by 13 points or more. They waved the white flag on the season a long time ago. Love Georgia Tech to get their sixth straight win. Give me Wake Forest plus the nine and a half. Pick number four, UC Davis lane two versus Hawaii. This is a strange line. Uh, the Rainbow slash Warriors are just five and six their last 11 games. They're basically a 500 club. Now they have to fly to California after playing their last game at home and take on a UC Davis team that's red hot. They've won five in a row, and all I have to do is lay two. This is the first of two games in two nights for these clubs, but I don't care. I don't know how much UC Davis has. I don't know who they have. I don't know where they play. I don't know what state they're in, what conference they're in. All I do know is I got the hotter team at home at basically pick them against a club that had to fly 25 hours to get to uh, California. Uh, I'll take Baylor, Kansas, UC Davis, or Topeka High in that spot. Love UC Davis. Give me Hawaii plus the two. All right, maybe not 25 hours, but about seven or eight, nine or ten, that's for sure. Uh, Colorado State picked them at Nevada. Yeah, you got to love the Rams here. Colorado State is on fire. They've won five in a row, 15 of 18. They're 10 and 6 against the spread their last 16 games, and we're getting them at pick them? Oh, that's a steal. Now, Nevada's not bad, but they're only 4-4 four and four their last eight games, including two straight losses. They also have a monster game against Mountain West number 1 team San Diego State tomorrow, Saturday. I love, 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 love Colorado State here. Give me Nevada at Pickham. Pick number six, St. Louis laying six versus UMass. Another tournament game that I normally stay away from whenever possible. I really don't like these postseason tournaments. You don't know who really cares, who doesn't. Neutral site, everything else, right? But I've got to make an exception here. Why? Because St. Louis just beat UMass on Monday by 21 points. And now all I have to do is lay six? Are you kidding me? 13-5 St. Louis is on the NCAA tournament bubble. They cannot afford to lose against a UMass team that has played only 14 games this year because of the COVID situation. They played their game of the year drilling St. Joe's 100-66 last night. They don't got anything left for this game. This is too easy. Love teams that won games like they did last night their last time out. Give me the rest of Billikens over the Minutemen any day of the week. I love St. Louis to win this one by double digits. Give me UMass plus the six. Our six-pack of winners, college basketball on this Friday night, or at least it will be Friday night. Northern Illinois plus five and a half. Akron laying five against Miami O. Wake Forest plus nine and a half against Georgia Tech. Hawaii plus two against UC Davis. Nevada pick them against Colorado State. And uh, give me UMass plus the six against St. Louis. Opposite picks for this Friday, March 5th.
All right, there you go. As always, we post them on the website uh, for you to see. Check out, so don't worry about uh, jotting this stuff down if you don't want to. And don't forget, we always post them uh, on YouTube if you want to just uh, listen to this Opposite Pick segment. Uh, and I think they, they post it on your favorite uh, podcast uh, service as well, So in addition to the entire show. Last night, we did go two and four. Uh, started slowly with Baylor. They, you know, we lost by the hook. Uh, that line may have dropped to 11, but we'll keep it as 11 and a half is what we had it in the morning. Uh, they did, did win by 11, uh, so we'll take that as a loss. West Virginia, I did like the plays last night, I, I must say. Uh, West Virginia laying 13 and a half. They ended up winning by only by, I think it was 9 or 11. Uh, Rhode Island blew out, or excuse me, Dayton blew out Rhode Island, so Rhode Island was a loser. I uh, love Michigan last night, uh, so Michigan State plus the 12, that was a loser. But we did win with Texas uh, plus two, which won outright at Oklahoma, and then San Fran laying the eight against San Diego as uh, they won by double digits. So two and four last night, uh, but still 18 games over 500 with our opposite picks. So we'll post those picks. We'll post the trend plays as well. Uh, I get asked that all the time. For the hockey trends, obviously, you got to go to the hockey page that I have, and in the basketball trends, you go to the NBA page. Our uh, shots on goal tonight, oh, by the way, we didn't go over that uh, earlier, but last night it was three. Three, six, and one. I told you that our big guy, Brian Russ, failed to come through. One shot on goal. Man, first minute of the game, all you need is three shots, and he doesn't get another shot on goal. How's that possible? I mean, how, you know, I mean, how's that possible? Wow. So, anyway, uh, last night, three, six, and one. Uh, Matt Kachuk went under. Brother Brady went way over in uh, Calgary versus Ottawa. Uh, Pavelski uh, went under. Uh, Yurianov went over for Dallas. Uh, Brandon Point had a push. Uh, Hedman only had two. He went under. Toffoli went uh, uh, over. Should be under. Uh, Gallagher went under. And then Ryan, and then Russ went under. So three, six, and one with everything is said and done with all the guys. Oh, Matthews had uh, five shots on goal. You know, he was the one, but it's tough. When you have a number at four, asking the guy to get five shots on goal is, is – uh, that's asking a lot in, in a hockey game, believe it or not. It happens, but you, you won't uh, get rich, keep on playing over fours. So three, six, and one for the week. Tough week so far. Eight overs, 16 unders with three pushes. We got three games in action tonight, according to our system. Go against the worst defensive teams in the NHL. Uh, we're going to play Tampa Bay again, Point and, and Hedman, once again against Chicago. Got to go with St. Louis against the L.A. Kings. Now, double-check the line. St. Louis is one of those rare teams. There's a couple of them, but they don't have great shot-on-goal guys. They don't. Uh, Braden Shen leads the team with 60 in 23 games. All right? If you're not averaging at least three shots per game, as they aren't, and, and uh, Perron has the same thing, 60 in 23 games, if, if the number is three, three and a half, uh, don't don't play it. If it's two and a half, go ahead and give it a shot because it is the system as the Kings give up a lot, a lot of shots. Uh, how about this guy? I, I, I missed uh, Max Pacioretty for Vegas. He has 85 shots on goal in 19 games. I am real. You know what? Let's check right now. I am real. That's over four shots a game. That's four and a half shots per game. Let me see uh, if they have his numbers posted real quickly. Um, he may come out another. How great would it be if it was like two and a half? That's what we need another Brian Rust here for FanDuel to give us a break. Uh, let's see. Pacioretty, shots on goal. Well, maybe it is listed. Oof, four. Four plus 110. Mm. 
going to play it, but again, yeah, you, 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 you're, you'll get crushed. You keep on playing these fours. Boy, I wish that would. I wonder why they do it with Rust. Rust, same thing. Almost four shots on goal, little less, and his numbers are two and a half. Why? Pacioretty, you know, averages a little bit more, and his shots on goal, four. I guess we shouldn't complain with Rust and we shouldn't get greedy asking for more, but wh- why do they do that for one guy and not, you know, why do they screw up for one and not the other, you know? Interesting. NBA, they do have the uh, the lines out for the All-Star stuff. Team LeBron, right on. That's that's what I figured. Three and a half. Over-under of 308 and a half. That was 307 and a half two minutes ago. So be careful, though, with the over with this one. Normally, you bet the over, right? But this year, like last, don't forget, it's, it's, it's not a typical game. It's all based on what the team scores after three quarters. Remember, they, they honor Kobe Bryant by they take the team that's leading after three quarters and they add 24 points to that score. And then that's the goal for whoever hits that point total the most. So let's just say after three quarters, uh, Team Durant is leading at 150 to 140. So then they'll say, okay, whoever hits uh, 150 plus 24, 174, whoever gets to 174 points first wins. So you're you're limited. If, if you don't have a high total after three quarters, you won't get to your 308 and a half. So you need doesn't matter what happens really in the fourth, although it does because you don't want one team to score all the points. You need that other team to stay competitive. This way, more and more points are being you know uh, accumulated, and you get to your total. What was it last year? Last year worked to perfection. It was 157 to 155, so it came to 312. But that was, like, ideal. i tell you what I would do. I, I, would, I, I can't believe I'm going to utter these words, but I'd play the under in this game. Um, you know, you need a lot of points for that to go over. And you, need to, you need it to be a competitive game, which it generally is, but you still need it because you need that losing team to hold up their end of the bargain. Last year, the team total was set at 157. That was the because one team had 133 points. Team Giannis had 133. So you need at least 133, 130 points through three quarters. It could happen, but if it comes in at like 120, then the total's only going to be 154, and it's it can't go over the 308 and a half. So... I would, you know, I, I I can't, like I said, I can't believe I'm going to suggest it, but I would probably say sit on that. Let that get to like 310, 311, 312. People bet this ignorantly, thinking it's just going to go through the roof and then pound the under on Sunday. All right, we'll finish up shop next. Scott Wetzel, Opposite Picks, Series 6M204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's check out our uh, pyramid of winners uh, that we uh, are now giving out. Of course, we started that, and now the NHL goes to the All-Star break. But uh, we gave out New Orleans last night, but who knew? 
You know, uh, we, we got screwed as uh, Zion didn't play. Our NBA prop play of the night, Knicks first half versus Detroit lane three and a half. That was a winner. Uh, our top NHL play under six, Ottawa Calgary on pace to be a winner, but then Calgary explodes in the third. Of course, they got their coach fired because of it. Maybe the team had the under. I don't know, but that was a loser. And then over two and a half goals, Brian Rust, uh, or shots on goal. Uh, that was a loser. And then playing only one, uh, the Brian Rust over. So tough night. The only one that we hit on was the uh, the Knicks first half uh, with Detroit. NHL, no uh, no NBA stuff. So NHL, uh, our play of the night will be under five and a half, Anaheim and Colorado. Ducks on a nice uh, little under run there. So we're going to keep that playing. And then, we're going to give it a try. Again, I promise I won't do this too often, but we're going to go over four shots on goal. Max Pacioretty for Las Vegas against San Jose. So those are the only two. And then that will be the play of the night. Let, let's hope he has a big night as uh, they take on San Jose. So over four with good old Max as our play of the night. So we'll keep track of all that stuff. And, again, that will be all posted on the uh, the website. Got our trend plays. We got everything else. Uh, tell you about the Tom Brady rookie card. Poll question. We'll update that one more time before we're through, although that will be up there all day long. Uh, who figures to have the best year next season? Matthew Stafford with 100 votes exactly uh, so far, getting 59% of the vote. Wow. Went 17. Big Ben with Pittsburgh, 13. And then Trevor Lawrence uh, with only uh, 11% of the vote. So several guys have tweeted in. One guy in particular going back and forth with Jared Goff with the Lions. But uh, nah, nah, no luck. No thank you. They got the skills challenge and the three-point contest, not the slam dunk winner. Chris Paul, your skills challenge favorite at plus 230. Steph Curry, your three-point shootout favorite at plus 195. That figures so. All right, good job by everyone involved all week long. Have a great Friday and Saturday. We'll be back Sunday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. right here at Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Be safe, people. We'll talk to you Sunday.